Hey guys, James Ross here from Marketing Secrets for Electricians and today this is a continuation from the last episode. So if you haven't seen that or listened to that, I would suggest going back and having listened before this one. Other than that, enjoy the episode as we continue investigating and talking with Andrew Slime. So, here's what I hear a lot. How do normal electricians like us who are properly trained and licensed, who are not willing to cheat and take shortcuts, and who are wanting to own a successful electrical business. How do we compete against the big guys who own the market share or the guys that charge peanuts for an electrical job? On top of that, we want to employ the best electricians so we can get off the tools and have plenty of time for other areas of life. That's the question. Join me and follow along as we search for the answers. My name is James Rest, and welcome to Marketing Secrets for Electricians. In reality, they aren't just a dollar. They're my backbone. They're the, they're the backbone of my business because 100%. if it wasn't for all those customers, I wouldn't have a business. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they add up, definitely. And, and on top of that, they, they, definitely do. they share and talk about, if you do a good job, you treat them like a person, you know, they'll go, hey... Their friend needs an electrician. They'll recommend yeah. it. Seen that numerous times. Exactly, exactly, and that that happens a lot. Um, and it, and it's just it's just the easy things. Like it's, there's nothing hard about um, giving someone a little bit of time, having a bit of a chat to them. Like those 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 minutes, even though they're not, you know, you know, you may not be making how many ever dollars for those minutes. Those minutes will they will they will turn into dollars anyway, yeah. know, probably in a, a long far, run, far greater way. And that's I think a lot of lot of contractors they focus on the short term, like oh, I just got to get that money and run to the next job and run. If you invest more time in the person you're in, that will pay dividends at some point in the future. Especially if it's like it's kind yeah. of like you're building the relationship. All business is built on relationship, yeah. So. If you can't build a relationship, all they've got to compare, and exactly. this is the other thing, all they got to compare with you is the price. If you're like $100 an hour and someone's 20, they're like, ah, oh, I don't know that guy, but that guy's $20. They're just going to go for the cheaper one because they've got nothing to, you know. Ah, but if you've built the relationship, I've won numerous jobs because I had a relationship, even though I was more, you know, ex the expensive electrician. They're like, ah, oh, we like you. We feel you're going to do a good job. We trust you versus the other guys like, I don't know, or seedy looking and I don't know, exactly. you know. <laughs> yeah 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 no but you're right and that's that and that's exactly what we are we're not we're definitely yeah. not cheap we're not the cheapest but we're, we're not the cheapest for a very good reason it's because we we make sure we do a very good job mm -hmm. totally and, and i, I we're, we we need to be um valuable yes you pay for what it's worth so yeah. you, you, we you do get <clears throat> that's right like we do get some people ask us to quote jobs and they say, oh, oh, sorry, I didn't, yeah, didn't think it was going to be that expensive. Um, like, no, not everyone, you know, not everyone's the same, obviously. You know, they'd, one person might think, oh, that's too expensive, where other people might see the real value in the service we provide and say it's worth it because it's Andrew and the, the team. 
Mm. We this, want these guys to do our job. And, and this is what I find in marketing. Like if part of building the relationship and what a lot of electricians don't do is build a story. So you by you sharing your story about your business, about you, about the relationship you have, you're building value. So you have more that you actually have more tangible value um, or perceived value to the customer versus someone who they haven't met. And that, you know what I mean? So it's like this different by oh, us yeah. sharing our story, communicating with the customer, either online or in person, we're like building that value and you're connecting with them and they're going to get more value and they're going to feel more valuable and they're going to feel like trustworthy and all these good things from just talking. It's like crazy. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, you need to talk. You need to ask them questions. If someone yep. sends you a message on Facebook, let's say, oh, I can, I get a, how much to install a light, you know. If you just say, oh, you know, we can do a downlight for, you know, $180, um, full stop. You know, that's just someone's asking for a price, you're giving it to him, and mm-hmm. they're moving on to the to the next. Yeah, they, they can literally go 10 electricians okay give me a price yeah, okay that much one. For a lot. yeah you know but but you know i read that message how much for a light well how long is a piece of string you know you need to find out a bit more about this light the customer wants done because how much for a light you know for example for example is the light in the shed which has no power <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's going to be the different changing a light baton over or whatever so uh, yeah. so what what would you recommend instead of just giving them a prize do you call them up do you have a conversation what do you kind of do to help you know uh, let's just say that 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 particular situation if someone sends me a message mm-hmm. and it's a, whether it's a facebook or a, a text saying hi my name's you know my name's james i've um my friend gave me your number how much for a light I write back, I reply to that message and I say like, Hey James, thanks for getting in touch with us. Mm-hmm. When you, when you like, what, what were you hoping to, um, to have done with the light? Like, is it to be installed in A, B or C, you know, is it to replace an existing light or is it a new location? You, you like open you up the question. Yeah, so you open up that, 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 that how much for a light with, a with a number of questions because you want to know more about what they want to do. You, so you're showing interest in this person that, that's looking for a price for a lot um, because you, you you need to know more about it because yeah. you can't give a price unless you know more about it. So if you ask questions, it gets the client thinking a bit more like, oh, okay, so it must be different if he's got to run a cable so I mean, that's a completely different job. Oh, okay. This guy's thinking about, he's thinking ahead. Yeah. And that's, you know? I guess that's the other thing. Customers don't realize how much work <clears throat> may be. They're like, you know, I want this here. And, and to, to them, it's like, it's a simple thing, but realistically it might be a yeah. bigger job for whatever reason. And you don't know unless you have that conversation. So that's, and even exactly. and, if you don't ask the question. Yeah, exactly. You need to ask, ask to find out more, to build a relationship and to, just yeah, help the customer more. That, at the end of the day, you're trying to help them. So you you know, and agree, and then and then agree upon. Okay, this is a fair price that we both agree upon. Once you've figured out exactly what they're actually asking for. Yeah, exactly right. Cool. So, what's um, 
So when running your business, what's kind of your worst moment or a bad story or something you can share where you're like, ah, shit, I wish that didn't happen. I'll tell you what, I've got a really bad story start at right. the end of it to me. This was my moment that that made my business absolutely do a 180 and start to go like this. Cool. So it was a bit, it, so I'd been really busy. This is probably early, I would have been mid-September last year, so 2019, mid-September. Um, my brother's a musician and he plays in a band. So he he's, he's in the States at the moment because um, his wife's from there. So what, what, what happened was one weekend, um, it was my brother's wedding. His bucks night on the Friday and his wedding on the Sunday because his wife, now wife um, had to go home because she was pregnant with her, their second baby. Yeah. Um, and then my brother, he was, we, he, his goal, his aim was to follow, follow her and his, you know, less than one year old son, you know, move over there. But yeah, so there was that weekend, right? So it was a pretty big weekend, but yeah. I was buggered from a really big few weeks at work. That was a really tiring weekend because there was a there was a Friday night, you know, bucks do, and then Sunday there was a wedding, so you know, and then the next week straight back into running my own business, and I was, you know, really busy. Before all of this, this is this is leading up to something, but but before this, going back a while, I won a double pass to the Master Electricians Conference in Hong Kong. Um, I just replied to an email why I'd like to join them and yeah I, I won and I was stoked so that was um that was booked for the last week I will you know the, it was actually the week that led up to grand final day um AFL grand final day um so yeah I was I was sort of meant to be leaving for Hong Kong on early early on the Monday morning yep I gave the second pass to a guy that I'm mates with from Brisbane, um, Mick McKellar. Shout out if you're listening, brother. He's a good bloke. Um, anyway, my brother plays in a band. So it was the weekend after the wedding. Um, and I knew it was going to be the band's last live performance at a local pub. And I thought, you know what? I'm going. I'm, I'm absolutely knackered. I don't feel like drinking. I don't, not, not a big drinker anyway. Um, I'll just drive in. I'll watch the band play. I'll go home when they're finished. You know, I'll be home before midnight. You know. Anyway, so all of the <clears throat> all of the bands following, you know, they're all kind of mates and stuff. Um, they were all really drunk and they were kicking around this huge inflatable um, donut. Yeah. And it it started off as a bit of fun, like it was just getting bounced around like a beach ball. Um, then. It got a little bit out of hand, started getting kicked around and flung around and it was hitting people in the head and knocking them over onto the floor. It was breaking glasses, it was knocking tables over. Yeah, but why? Me being the sober one. Me being the sober one, I was just trying to remove that donut from the situation and sort of, you know, watch let's watch a band. Yeah. So I, I did that a few times. I like hung it up over the like stage off the like rafters and things like that and it, it came back a couple of times and then I thought nah I'm gonna pop it like or 
it's just going to wreak, wreak havoc. So what I did, I, I leaned on it, um, sort of trying to pop it, and all of a sudden, it lifted up, and I was above people's heads, half on the donut, like sideways. Yeah. And then they've dropped me. I've gone over backwards. I've landed on kind of my hip side. And I actually fractured a vertebrae. My L3 vertebrae was fractured from top to bottom. So there's like the vertebrae, the two little bits that your muscle comes off and attaches down to your hip. And yeah. Right, one of those little little bits of bone was fractured right through from top to bottom. I knew something wasn't right when I stood up, but I was sort of like, oh, geez, that hurts. And, yeah, I just thought, you know. I'll, you know just, like something was down. It was just like you bruised yourself or something. I just, yeah, I think my bo- I was in a bit of shock from the fall, I guess. And I, yep. I knew something wasn't right when I stood up, but I didn't, you know, obviously, you know, I was in pain, but I sort of I hung around for a bit and people saw me fall, you know, they're like, shit, you okay? Or, you know sit down here's a glass of water you know i hadn't touched a drop of alcohol at all yeah and so then that was on a saturday night the sunday i thought shit oh, this is bad i hardly got any sleep from it, the pain um went i went to see a doctor just down at the local my, where, where my regular doctor is but i couldn't get in to see him so it was basically you know do i go to hospital or not that was my question i said you know i'm in pain but like I don't really want to go to hospital because I don't want to be stuck there for you know nine hours wait you know waiting in a to get waiting in. room or whatever. But anyway, yeah. So I um I took the Monday off hoping to see my regular doctor. I couldn't get in, so I just sort of you know did made some calls trying to like get some mates to like mates that run their own businesses around the local area to. Give me, a, give me a helping hand for the week yep. or at least that day or just whatever they could do. I couldn't get anyone because everyone was pretty busy. So I had to shuffle some things. Um, and then the Tuesday afternoon was when I could go and see my doctor. And then he, you know, so basically Tuesday morning I was in a roof after I'd fractured my lower back on the Saturday night and I was screaming in that roof in, in pain but I just had to do it because no I couldn't get anyone to do the work for me yep. and I thought god I'm, this is this is a, this is rough um, so yeah I went and got a scan on the Wednesday morning went back to work sort of after the scan and just did a few little things and I'd gotten rid of a few bigger jobs saying hurt myself I'll have to reschedule with you sorry yeah um, then on the Friday afternoon, I was doing a switchboard upgrade and the lovely old couple that were there sort of, you know, I told them that I'd, I'd hurt myself and I'm waiting to hear what what, 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 what I've done to my back. Um, you know, and he's me thinking oh, I might have, you know, sort of done some ligament damages or, you know, pulled some muscle or whatever. Um, yeah, my doctor called me while I was halfway through that switchboard upgrade asking how my pain was. Mm. Um, and he, that's when he told me, yeah, you've got a big crack down one side of your vertebrae. And I said, okay, yeah, I'll finish this switchboard and, uh, yeah. go home. I told, I had to like a little, like a old light to replace inside. And I said to them, look, I've just yeah, been told by my doctor, I've actually got a fracture in my spine. 
so I've got to go. Um, that takes priority. Saw him and, yeah, so, yeah, just sort of put a little bit of putting myself first there, maybe. Um, anyway, yeah, so that kind of hit home. I saw the, the scan. It was, like, pretty bad, and I thought, oh, God, I'm going to Hong Kong on Monday. And that's exactly what I did. I got on a plane to Hong Kong on the Monday. I left home at 2 a.m. to go to the airport and I jumped on the plane and I flew to Hong Kong a week after I fractured my lower uh, vertebrae in my lower back. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're, we're traveling fast. The like, people there, a lot of people there were like, oh, you're the guy that got a broken back and you still came. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I want a trip here. I'm not, I'm not giving that up. I'm like, uh... I can still walk. It just hurts a little bit. Um, so, in a way, that's probably one of the worst things. It's one of the worst injuries I've ever had. And probably what followed when I got back from Hong Kong was probably one of the worst things that has ever happened to me. Like, So that was just leading up to the worst thing. That's just the lead up. The broken back is probably, uh, probably the, the cause of the bad, the rest of the bad. I mean, that, that, was, that was a pretty rough thing to happen. Um, sure. And... It, I guess it kind of proved to me that um, I could push through, like, you know, because, you know, if I was employed and I broke my back, I wouldn't have worked for probably six months. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have a choice. I had work to be done. I had a family to feed. Um, mm-hmm. It was me and my um, work experience kid that I was already kind of, you know, hoping to put on as an apprentice. Um, so, yeah, I was sort of lucky when I got back from Hong Kong. Um, he was on school holiday, so he could help out a bit. And I was like, my load with jobs. But, yeah, anyway, I yeah went straight back to work when I got home. Like, I got back to back to Melbourne on the um, Sunday morning. So, were you in pain the whole time? Oh, pretty much, yeah. Like, I mean, I was given painkillers and that sort of thing. And I just, I had to, I had to have them because of yeah. how much pain I was in obviously but um yeah like I was I was looked after by like a awesome sort of bunch of people in that master electrician Australia family um you know from from right up the top to you know everyone there like you know just a great bunch of people and it was awesome to yeah get to know all of them over there and um it kind of proved like that there's there's lots of good people out there not that I didn't have faith in that already, but um, yeah, yeah. So it, I I basically pushed through for that. I pushed through for for the work. Um, I pushed through for my business, uh, but I pushed a little bit too hard. And then it was probably maybe a few weeks after I got home from Hong Kong, I realised how run down I was. Um, and one day I just I just cracked. It was a Friday afternoon and. I just realised how 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 slow I was, how tired I was, you know, how much pain I was in because I I didn't want to take painkillers and go to work because you need to be thinking I can't drive on painkillers and I can't do electrical work on painkillers, so no painkillers. I'm just going to work. But yeah, it kind of hit home that like this is a, this is this is horrible. Like um, I just felt broken. Like I I kind of think it was me. A mini breakdown, if you like. I don't yeah. know if you'd call it that, but it, I kind of was, you know, I was just. Turning point. <laughs> I was just, 
absolutely stretched beyond repair. Um, and yeah, that that I already started to get the ball rolling with hiring an A grade amongst all of this. Yep. So I think I put the ad out. It would have been the week I got back or the week after I got back from Hong Kong because I thought, nah, look, I'm, I need I need someone. I need an employee and I'm, I'm ready to do it. Um, and I mean, I wouldn't have made that decision without this this incident. I probably would have just kept... If I didn't break my back the way I said is I, I would have been... I still would have been umming and ahhing and employing at the time. Yep. Tried them. I think I would have been working myself ragged. I would have been trying to, you know, do everything. Um, I probably would have put my apprentice on and it would have been me and him. And then, you know, I, I know eventually I would have employed someone, but I think this gave me the push I needed and it let me step back, step back a little bit and let someone take the take the reins of the um, the tools. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to heal my back and heal my, um, you know, worn out mind. Mm-hmm. And I think from there, that's where, you know, my business changed into a, into a, um, you know, obviously I, I found the right employees. Um, but yeah, that, it's just I find that that, that's the thing that caused caused me to make it a positive change in the business was something so negative like breaking your back. Oh, definitely. That's... So I know it, it's a crazy story and I sometimes go, oh, yeah, when I broke my back and I think, broke my back? Like, what? It's intense, I yeah. That. Like, it still sounds nuts. Um, and, I mean, people I showed the scans to back, you know, when it happened, we're like, how are you still walking, mate? Like, it's, it was a decent fracture. So <laughs> I think I count my lucky stars. I was still, I'm, you know, I'm still here and I'm still still young and fit. That's fit-ish. partly to your advantage, like, that you were young when you broke it, yeah? Oh. Otherwise, you would have been in shape. Yeah, but I'm, only, I'm talking this was, like, nine months ago. Yeah, but still, like, if you're, like, six <laughs> You would be like, oh yeah, that'd be dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. But I don't think a sixty-year-old would be in the thick of a bunch of drunk. <laughs> you never know. Some people never grow up. <laughs> no, no, they don't. I'll tell you what. There's a few things that were said about that. Was I bet if I was drunk, I, I either wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't have um, tensed up when I fell. Or I probably wouldn't have even fallen. <laughs> You'll never know. But yeah, that's. No, I'll you, never know. You're more relaxed, I guess. So yeah, and that's where I've heard of people like, you know, getting hit by a car, but because they were so relaxed, they just got up again. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like that, I've I've heard that heaps, like car accidents and things like that. You know, the the people driving that were drunk, you know, because they're all relaxed and like. Yeah. But then you know, if they if there's a car accident, the other cars, you know, that might be where someone gets like hurt or injured. Exactly. Badly so, injured or killed, but I mean that—that that, I guess probably was my my that that's where my you know aha moment came after all of this was. That's the know, silver lining, you know. You know how they say the silver lining of the, like a bad thing. That's definitely a, a silver lining. Um, oh yeah. A, a you survive, 
be you found an employee. <laughs> well, yeah, Cho- and Cho- Cho- still, yeah, and Theo still managed to probably the one oftenest that I've won in my life was a trip to Hong Kong. It was yeah, really good for for my business. Yeah. So, so the actual trip to Hong Kong actually helped your business too. Do you want more customers for your electrical business? Do you not want to spend a huge amount of money on ads? If you answered yes to both of those questions, I've got great news for you. I want to create a growth hacking system for your business. This simple strategy can be used to grow your business very quickly on a shoestring budget, bringing you lots and lots of new customers. If this is something you would like to partake in, you can visit marketingelectrician.com, click on the giveaway button, enter your details in, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you.